Hello, and welcome to our weekly podcast of Who's Here in the Hamptons. I'm Dan Retiner, your host, broadcasting from my home in the Hamptons, where I have lived for over 55 years. I've written a dozen books about this glorious place, and I've seen it grow through the years from small tourist towns, quaint fishing villages, and a summer playground for high society, to what it is today, a world-class resort for celebrities, artists, musicians, authors, and billionaires. In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. My guest on Dan's Talks this week is Lisa Mickney, the director of the Hampton Library. And uh, I want to start out by asking you about why it's not called the Bridgehampton Library, or don't you know? It's, uh, it's always been that. It was never yes. the only library, so it must be a little confusing to people. It is confusing sometimes to people because I think it was the Hampton Library before it was the Hamptons. <laughs> now everything is all about the Hamptons, but at the time, which was over 100 years ago, for some reason it was named the Hampton Library, as far as I know. I could also do some research and get back to you on that, but... <laughs> Has there been ever, ever been any conversation to possibly change it to make it Bridge Hampton Library? Not since I've been here. We have not had that conversation. How long have you been the director then? I started May 1st this year. Oh, mm -hmm. you've inherited, you know, you've been, of course, you know this, you've inherited a remarkable tradition, which is the uh, Fridays at five. And uh, you yes. should. You should tell some of the listeners about this. Right. Well, Friday's at five. I think we just celebrated our 38th year, I believe, of Friday's at five, which is run by our Friends of the Hampton Library group, which is a volunteer nonprofit group of wonderful people. We love our friends. They plan Friday's at five. They get the authors. And they always have a wonderful lineup, and it is a fundraising benefit for the library. We're also happy to make new friends. If anyone is interested in joining our friends group, um, let us know. They're very busy working for the lineup for 2023. I can't give anything away. It's a secret so far. <laughs> and they're actually meeting today. But yes, Fridays at 5, we've had some amazing authors, and we we had a wonderful season for 2022 and so happy to be back in person in our beautiful back lawn, which is perfect for Fridays at five. So we're very excited about 2023. Well, I, I think um, I was here and probably attended the very first one we had, which was even before the additions were built. Wow. And, Do you remember who the authors were? No, I don't. But I think I think we had people like uh, George Plimpton, mm -hmm. um, had uh, maybe uh, even James Jones. I don't know if he was around at that time or uh, or Irwin Shaw. Mm -hmm. um, in any case, uh, they were something that a lot of people look forward to because at that time, uh, particularly in Bridgehampton. Um, the community was largely a farming town, which uh, sure. was surrounded by farms. And and uh, as I've noted myself in the past, we've had 
we had five gas stations right in the middle of town. We had we had them uh, in uh, I think two of them right on the facing the monument at one point. Mm -hmm. I remember because and, I grew up here and yes. our house was the only house on the road, which was Hildreth Road at the time, which was surrounded by potato farms. Yes, and um, so having the this cultural group come uh, every Friday during the summer, I think they had 10 of them or eight of them from during July and August. And every week there would be a new author who would get up and speak, usually hilariously, and talk about his book and about writing and what he wanted to accomplish and so forth and so on. And it was jammed with people with, from the city, which uh, created quite a, a contrast to the rest of the community at the time. And was, uh, uh, I think uh, at that time we had the Benson Gallery and and sure. uh, it was really a, uh, a, a, a very special uh, literary place. And then uh, I think the, Steels, you may you you probably remember this when the Steels, the husband and wife, donated a great deal of money and they redid the library and then they redid it again. Mm -hmm. So the but the the heart of it, of course, was the library itself and all the uh, the books and and now even I I'm not sure, but I think I know I know inside the library you can look out to that back lawn, which is a wonderful. Yes. Which was sacred, sacred ground. Still who, is. Who, Still did is. We, who did we have in 2022 speaking? Then in 2022, talking? we had. I knew you were going to ask me, so I have. We had Patty Martin. We had Fiona Davis, Hama Abedin, Michael Clinton, Bill Boggs, and Zibby Owens and Jane Rosen. Oh, that's a great group. Mm -hmm. um, Bill Boggs our, is always funny. Um, yes, yeah. Our friends do a wonderful job um, with connecting with these authors, and um, it's going to be great, 2023. I, I have a hunch that the friends were created to avoid, uh, it, was, it would be like the Academy Awards having a separate group so that the people at the library wouldn't be harassed from writers who wanted to join this elite. Um, well, we love writers and we wouldn't look at it as harassment, but it, and many libraries do have friends groups that raise money for the library. So yeah, happy to talk to writers. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the programs that go on in the off season? And uh, right, and we don't we don't even consider it off season anymore, just because we're busy really all year round, and we have programs for all ages, babies through seniors. We have children's programs pretty close to every single day of the week um, with our wonderful children's librarians. So they come in, and the children come in, and we have. I'm just looking at our newly published link newsletter, which all P.O. box holders should have received. But our children, we have Zumbini, we have Rhyme Time, we have sing-alongs, babies and books from ages birth to 15 months. So I say you can be on the way home from the hospital, you had your baby, 
come on in and we'll read you some books. We have Saturday story times and, and we also have lots of special programs. Um, we also have programs for what we call bridge kids, which is what some people might call tweens, but it's grades ages eight to 12. And then we have our young adult programs with fun special events. We have after hours movie nights. We have an anime club. We have just fun things to do. Make a mason jar snow globe or make some hand warmers. Um, those are some of our young adult programs. And we have a Minecraft club for our bridge kids. There's just, it's just jam-packed. We also have family programs and we have many adult programs as well. We have our philosophy group, our great books with Jill. And we have a new mystery book club, which I love this title, Bottle of Red and a Character's Dead Mystery <laughs> Book Club, which meets once a month at Almond Restaurant. Um, and we love our scary mysteries led by uh, Bridget, one of our librarians. And we also have language programs, but I'm stopping myself because all of our programs are now free for all. There's no fees for any programs, including our language programs, um, where you can learn Spanish, French, and also ESL, beginner and intermediate classes. And also, you know, tech classes, we have a study room, for during college exams, genealogy workshops. We have our wonderful Tai Chi class with John Turnbull uh, every Thursday. Come on in and relax in Tai Chi. We also have our discussion groups, our current affairs group, which is a wonderful group talking about the role of the United States in the world. You might have a little homework with that one. Sometimes there's some required reading for that. But um, just very animated, wonderful, thoughtful uh, discussions. We are also starting up our memoir writing group again. And also knitting. Come on in, join our knitting circle. Um, just, there's just, it's just jam-packed with things. We're also um, starting a winter reading club for grades, for ages eight and up. And it's a winter bingo now not literally gambling but you just sign up and and it's just encouraging everyone to read because we're of course we're all about literacy literacy and community so on our website or stop in sign up for our winter reading bingo because you might win a prize there's prizes involved like what well i don't want to give it away but it's raffle baskets and come sign up then you'll find out what the prizes are. But we're just super busy with a wonderful staff. Um, and of course, we have our book collections and, and our DVDs and our books on CD and, and all of our 24-7 programs through our website, which is just research. And we now have something new where you can you can troubleshoot through a, a search engine if you're having car trouble. You can, it's just, it's just amazing. This is all, a lot of this is coming through the Suffolk Cooperative Library System, which, you know, is a consortium that we work with together so that we can have tons of databases and things like that. Oh, one more thing I wanted to mention okay. is that our art gallery is very active now and we're running art shows of local working artists and having openings. Right now we have Heidi Rain's show. 
Um, and we'll be having another show for Black History Month with hopefully Michael Butler. Um, so we we're just really want to include the community. Um, we're all about collaborating with um, local organizations and the community. We had our Latin dance night at the community house um, in September, which was free for all thanks to our underwriting by um, Dayton Ritz and Osborne. Um, and of course our wonderful Halloween parade where all of the local businesses give out treats. And we uh, worked with the Bridgehampton Museum who had a very scary, fun event happening at the end of the parade with an actual, well, he called himself Beelzebub, but he was in the, the blacksmith shop creating I'm not sure, a pitchfork or something. And our open house where we had Santa, thanks to the Bridgehampton Lions Club, Starbucks donated things, and we just, in the Bridgehampton School. So we are all about really collaborating with local organizations and other libraries too. So if you're interested and want to talk, stop in and we'll, we'll work together. Well, that's these are wonderful wonderful programs that you have and i'm just uh amazed at, at the uh scope of it um, i could go on and on but i thought maybe you might have another question for me so well i well i did uh, you you mentioned you. uh you had, had grown up here and mm -hmm. i thought to uh ask you about um some of the things you remember from when you, when you were growing up in, in Bridgehampton, where did you go to school? And uh, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about yourself. I, I know I know your family or some of the people in it. How did you come up and get connected to this, this operation, so to speak? Hmm. Well, my mother read to us every night. <laughs> we, we had library cards and we were just active library users. I would ride my bike. My, my father and grandfather built a house on Hildreth Road which is now Audubon. And I would ride my bike to the library and, and Connie Clark was the director at the time. And the wonderful Ruth Muller was at the circulation desk. Um, and it really, it really, between being read to as a child and the use of the library is what, you know, gave me the love of books and literature and, and helped me on my way to becoming a librarian. Um, and, and one summer, there was a, a volunteer from New York City named Alice Brown, who asked me and two other young girls, we were probably 10. It was um, myself, Joy Hughes, and Connie White, if we would like to start a story time. So the three of us volunteered. We took a blanket out onto the back lawn, and we sat down with small children, and we read stories to them. I've heard from a number of people about how wonderful it was growing up here and their interactions with the library. And especially since I've come back, it's just been so heartwarming to hear these stories about their experiences here in this library and also from people that knew my family here growing up. But I just always loved this place. And so when the opportunity came for the directorship, I thought, hmm. <laughs> Now, what did you, did you study library? Um, to become yes, a yes, I, I got my master's at Queens College Graduate School of Library and Information Sciences. And I worked at East Hampton Library and had a wonderful experience there for many, many years. And I had worked in virtually every department, finishing up, uh, creating a young adult space that's thriving there now for teenagers. So I, I felt that 
all of those experiences there. I had worked in children's and the history room and reference and young adult. So I, I feel that, that would help me here in this new role because it is I am a first-time director here. What have you done prior to uh, to this work-wise? Were you out of the area for a long time? I was not. A, I was out of the area for a while. Well, I don't want to give it away, but a few decades ago, and I, I did some teaching and some music teaching, and then then I came back here and and um, joined Library World. I also helped create a library at SoFo, the South Fork Natural History Museum, which is which is there to to go in and that wonderful local organization as well. Do you have, are there any uh, new plans or new things that might be coming up that you haven't put into place yet? Well, yes, but I don't want to give it all away right now, but there's a couple, a couple smaller things. One is I started a recorder consort. So if if anyone is in love with the Baroque period, join us this Sunday, four o'clock. If you play, bring your music stand. Um, I also we're also starting a voices series, which is um, a quarterly series where we're bringing in people with of local interest who might, which we want people to come in and heat. It's just on topics and things that um, I'm just looking at. So our voices for December, and and each each quarter we will do. So we we have in this ties into Black History Month, because uh, Voices is really a talk series. So it's bringing people together, engaging and talking together for, for all segments of the community, because it is a diverse community in, in many, many ways. People don't think of Bridgehampton that way, again, because it's the whole Hamptons thing, but it is a diverse community in many, many ways. So we have um, someone coming in, Brenda Simmons, who's the founder of the Southampton African American Museum, to talk about joy. And the title is called Black Joy, but it's really about intentional acts of kindness and love and discussing black history. So that is um that's part that's part of the new series that that um I'm introducing. Along um, with all this all this other good stuff. <laughs> how do you uh how do you get access to that uh that uh, well Oh, how to sign up for programs? You can sign up on our website, yes, uh, HamptonLibrary.org, and or just give us a call. Stop in. That that program is a Zoom program, and we do are still doing some programs on Zoom. Some people are still more comfortable that way, and or we're doing hybrids and in person as well. But yeah, if you just go to myhamptonlibrary.org. And then, you know, you go to whichever age group, adult programs or adults, children, and then the calendar will enable you to sign up for these things, which I please, please come. Thank you for being on the podcast and telling us uh, about the activities of the library, which are just stunning. And uh, I go there from time to time and sit and look out. So it's so beautiful when you're in there. It is beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful place also just to come relax, hang out. You know, we have little spots where you can be quiet or meet your neighbors. And we we want your paper, Dan. Somehow we <laughs> we haven't been getting it lately. Just just oh, putting it out there. I'll arrange, for that. I'll arrange for that to happen. Um well thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me, Dan. Sure.
Bye-bye. Come to the library.